There'll be no work done today in Sydney. A million of us are on the move, swarming into the streets like bees in the sun. No. Weird. Australia. Australia on FBI. That's Scattered Order, Mark 1 and Slot Car Synth. And we're joined by uh, Mitch uh, Jones from Scattered Order. With me here, Stu Buchanan and Danny Jumperts. Um, Mitch, uh, Slot Car Synth, the, the new version from uh, Scattered Order, Mark 1. Now, um, I noticed that um, the name Scattered Order has been appended by this Mark 1 to uh, differentiate, um, I guess, from the many variations of scattered order that um have, have existed since you formed let's go right back though to um to that kind of formation of of the band because um for some people listening um m squared and scattered order is is a very long time ago it is. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, um, what's what we're talking the late 70s late uh, i was 79 that scattered order formed um and um in surrey hills um we uh, set up a studio to record the band then we had some recordings and thought well let's release them and we decided to set up our own little record company and uh, we released our first releases in 1980 from um, Scattered Order and by that stage other bands that had approached the label bands such as uh, the makers of the dead travel fast and indeed. the systematics and the wonderful systematics yes. as well yes now um, what was um what was Sydney like at the time in terms of what what, what sort of uh, culture were you forming and, and birthing the label into in terms of how your music was, I guess, accepted or, or not? Well, there's, Sydney at that stage was um, mainly a big pub rock culture with big suburban beer barns with midnight oil, cold chisel and angels and bands of that ilk, regular during sort of huge crowds. In the, in the city, there was more, um, there was a Detroit scene with... Radio Birdman and all their offshoots. Mm. Um, and there was a small sort of, you could call it now a post-punk scene, but there was more, uh, a small sort of scene where uh, bands, mainly university students and bands that didn't last long and only played a few times, but there was a, quite a healthy little scene then. And what sort of um, what sort of influences were you riffing off of at the time? I mean, I, I imagine it's going to be the stuff that's coming out of the UK around that time. It was, like, yeah. yeah. The, the, the label influence, we were just really inspired by Cabaret Voltaire and Western Works and how they had a studio and recorded their own music and released their own music. Daniel Miller and Mute was another big example. Rough Trade, even even Factory, you know, we sort of aspire to be Factory. They always looked bigger than they really were with the, the sort of all the style they had. And so, I mean, Cabaret Voltaire, for example, um, you know, for, for, for those listeners um, that might have heard Cabaret Voltaire at that time, kind of forming around the mid-70s, but it was that kind of fusion of taking electronic music, but taking a kind of almost a punk, to, punk uh, approach to it. It was very, very DIY. Rough, yeah, very rough and, rough and ready approach. Yeah, a lot, lot of fuzz boxes on, on bass guitars and 
things like that and sort of repetitive rhythms. It wasn't industrial, it was more human mm. than industrial music. Which, Very passionate. How was it that you were actually um, hearing about these sort of bands? Where it was was uh, sort of public radio or magazines or just word of mouth? How, how well, was it? everybody was reading the NME. No matter what everybody <laughs> thought of the NME, people were still reading it. About two months later. Then. About two months later. <laughs> but it was the only sort of connection to what was being released. Also, there was a few independent record stores around town yep. and from record plant. Um, and uh, what else was it, Phantom? And they'd have a, a regular supply of singles. So you went in there and punted. You yep. looked at the cover and and they were quite inexpensive then, yeah. you know, records. And you just punted on them, you took it home and if you liked it, you'd follow that band or... Yeah. So when you first started uh, playing and, and releasing records through M Squared, I mean, what sort of what sort of crowds were you getting at the time? What sort of venues were you playing? Well, we... We didn't. We released records before we a had any sort of live bands. Right. They're all studio-based combos. So we spent 1980 actually recording and releasing the records. And it wasn't until '81 that any of the bands played live. But by that stage, we got a couple of inner-city venues. One was the Paddington Green Hotel, and had a regular weekend, oh, weekday residency there. And we'd get healthy crowds, and it just built up over '81 really well. We'd put, you know, pulling a number, oh, a couple of hundred people, which was really good. and was a healthy little scene. And um, uh, let's uh, before we carry on though, let's let's inject some music into the proceedings because we can talk about it for okay. a long time. Uh, this one is taken uh, from a reissue of uh, Scattered Order release. Am I right in saying this is Scattered Order's debut? Pratt Culture. Pratt Culture was the debut LP. Yeah, yeah. released uh, originally in November nineteen eighty two, but reissued now uh, on uh, a release called Pratt Culture Plus through Clangery. Um, and we'll give you the uh, the URL for that in a little second. But this is a track from the album. This is called Swiss Like Knives and Forks. to tell anyone yet because this object was too weird to be believed it was in the wrong place no. weird australia Originally 
<laughs> you knew that was coming, Mitch. Originally released in 1982, but uh, sounds like it could have been recorded last week. A couple of tracks there from Pratt Culture um, and from Scattered Order. We started with Swiss Like Knives and Forks, and that one there was a title track of the album Pratt Culture. We're joined by Mitch Jones from Scattered Order, and uh, I'm Stu Buchanan with Danny Jumperts on FBI's new Weird Australia. Um, now, Mitch, uh, we were talking there um, a, a little bit about um, the formation of... Um, um, M squared and some of the bands um, that uh, that came on board the label. Um, we're now nearly thirty years after the fact, um, and here we are talking about it. You guys have uh, reformed, or at least the original lineup rather yes. of, of Scattered Order has reformed. Makers of the Dead Travel Fast are playing with you at the Abercrombie um, this Saturday, but um, there's been an M squared uh, vinyl box set. Um, issued. There's a CD reissue on the way, I believe, yes. as well. Um, and now we're seeing, you know, f- um, on the on a, on a massive platform, or at least a massive marketing machine. For example, this circa 1979 event that's happening at Sydney Festival. There seems we seem to be in the midst of uh, uh, a reappraisal, shall we say? Well, it's the 30 years. I think it's our time. We've waited three decades. Yeah, we've waited three decades. It's our time. Speak to us next year and it won't be our time anymore. (laughs) You won't be able to get arrested. Yeah. No, I mean, I I guess it's interesting because, I mean, without delving into um, too much of um, where you were at at the beginning of this decade, I mean, it's it's fair to say that that you guys, through various different incarnations, have been playing consistently, you know, since since the formation in the 70s. Um, And in some respects, kind of... um, decided to some somewhat down tools at the beginning of this decade and say enough's enough yeah what brought it back again what what, well, what was the impetus uh, uh, we went overseas um uh, and my wife and myself we went overseas and when we came back um there was an interest from vinyl and demand to do the vinyl box set so that sort of kick-started everything so we all had to sort of contact each other and we hadn't for years and then the um were you surprised that it took because they're European, right? They are. Were you surprised that it took a kind of European initiative? No, because it's, it always has. Yeah, always, we've always had more interest from Europe than in Australia, um, from labels and press and things like that. So no, I wasn't surprised. Um, I was surprised it took so long. <laughs> I sat by the phone. Come on, you bastards! <laughs> yeah, ring, ring. But um, that, that that was the impetus. So we all started talking together and. And the um, scattered order, um, Michael and myself um, decided to well, since we had a release, we should do a release night. Let's let's um, get together and play, and we enjoyed it real, real, real lot. So we thought, oh, let's keep going, and while <laughs> while we're still interested, sort of thing. And, and while people are, other people are still interested. Yeah, while right? other people are still interested, it, it, a little bit of momentum always helps. Mm. And it sort of lifts your spirits. If not, I just retreat back into the bedroom and keep recording, you know, and just playing it to myself sort of thing. How long had it been since you and Michael played together? Um, 28 years. And 80, 83, no, 83 would have been the last time. Right. And so how was it when you guys were back in the room together? I mean, did it, it did just, it just come back together yeah, again yeah, quite naturally? Yeah, really naturally. And I think we were both surprised. And we sort of knew each other's temperaments and we knew how, how to sort of um, combine the sounds and put it into something cohesive and it, it was all quite natural and easy it wasn't a, a chore or a burden mm. Did your approach on a technological level change 
Um, yes, but we're still not into this decade. I'm still sort of 10 years behind. I'm, I'm, I still haven't breached the computer and music sort of divide yet. I'm yeah. still operating on samples and sequences of sort of technology that's nearly 20 years old. Yeah, which is probably good though in some respects because I mean we were talking um, bef- before we came on air, Danny and I, about this notion that you know it's now, you know we're, we're in an era of push button recording where literally any any man and his dog can uh, can get into you know garage band on a, on, a, on a Mac and before you know it there's a record and there's a record yes. you know there's a, there's a skill that comes from um, this kind of the skill that that, that comes from that, an era that predates computers if you like that, that it, you don't necessarily require to construct a track sure you you, you know there's a, there's a skill in actually creating something good and that's of, of value the skill yeah. is the in the, in the editing mm. is what what's get hurt, what gets heard I think a lot of thing a lot of things out there have been released maybe maybe too early or shouldn't have been released at all mm. but that, I think yeah that the trick is the editing I've always advocated sort of recording equipment for everybody everybody should be given a chance sort of thing but I think people just need to need to edit and if there's passion and all that in it I think it's worthwhile if, it, if it's just an exercise in sort of computer music making mm. it's pointless mm. It's interesting, actually, because you said you know about um, about editing. You know, it, it feels though it's it's about as much as what you leave out and it's what you put in. I was having a listen to uh, the Severed Heads box set that they've also rushed yes. through vinyl demand, and some of that very early stuff from the same era. Uh, you know, beautiful in its simplicity. I mean, just literally one, even in some cases, just one loop or even two loops, just rolling for for four or five minutes, and uh, it's, it sounds amazing. Yeah, so it's a, yeah. that's a, a wonderful box set, and. I've always admired Tom's sort of choice of sounds and the way, can, way he puts together sounds. It's a, a skill that I'm still trying to learn. <laughs> but there is real power in that minimalism, isn't there? There is, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, um, for some, um, you know, for, for some bands who get together after a long time apart, you know, it's very easy just to let's get all the old songs together and, and away we go and, you know, we'll get a new generation of fans. But you guys have opted to, not only you've already re- released a CDR, of which includes some live recordings, rehearsals, studio yeah. stuff, but actually working on a brand new release for Scattered yeah, as well. Brand, yeah, we've been writing quite a lot of songs. Um, we could never really... Do old songs? I can't remember half the old songs. Um, we haven't got the lineup that that could play the old songs. And I've always preferred playing new material. The old material we're playing, we just went back and actually physically chopped up the old stuff, re-looped it, and then sort of put new overdubs over the top and sort of completely um, rejigged it. Well, look, we're going to hear one of those new tracks in a second. But first of all, we'll take something from uh, the album Soul that was released um, a couple of months ago, um, as I say, which features those uh, live recordings, rehearsal stuff, uh, and a track. I chose this one called Cuckoo Camus. Yes. Yeah, tell us a little bit about this one. This was uh, originally a track off Pratt Culture. We um, cut up the uh, original drum loop and uh, tried to play and over the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> and this tried. is the result. And after this one, something brand new and exclusive from Scattered Order. Are you listening to New in Australia? This is FBI.
glasses off so we can see you. And then apologise mm. to your neighbours for frightening nah, them. Nah, nah, nah. I'll leave these on. Nah, I like them. No. Weird Australia. and exclusive in New Weird Australia on FBI 94.5. Stu Buchanan and Danny Jumpers joined tonight by Mitch Jones from Scattered Order. And we just heard something absolutely brand new from Scattered Order called Thunk Tank. Um, and Mitch, that's taken from a release that you're, you're just in the middle of a recording right now. Yes, um, we've done a finish with the recording in January and hopefully have a, uh, an album of spanking new material. It's pretty exciting um, because, you know, a, a lot of bands who uh, find their way towards coming back together again, you know, just uh, play the old material, but but it's great to see you guys actually recording something brand new and being inspired to do that as well. Well, uh, yes, uh, Scattered Order, to me, never sort of um, broke up or finished. It's always been a sort of a, my lifelong project. Um, it just happens that um, it seems to be a good incarnation at the moment. <laughs> because you've gone through many different cycles, obviously, as we said yeah. over the years, and actually the stuff uh, in the 80s and 90s quite different in, in many yeah. respects to this to this Mark 1. What, what sort of other uh, incarnations have you been through? Well, the 80s, we were sort of searching for the tune and realised that we, we didn't, you know, didn't quite make it. So it's, <laughs> the scattered order has always been a balance between tune and noise, and it's get the balance right. So the 90s we went back towards the noise and I think through the 90s we, we sort of started to get it really, really good. Mm. But um, now with this new incarnation, it's, I just find it easier to do and it's more uh, a leisurely sound. It's less frantic but it still has that sort of dank overtones. Mm. It's sort of mm. mouldy, mildew, old sort of sound. There's something, I mean, just listening to that track there, um, you know, there's something still incredibly fresh about that and it fits right into, certainly a lot of the stuff we play here on, on yeah. this particular show on FBI, um, you know, it, it fits like a glove. So it's, I mean, you can really hear this sort of sound resonating well, um, you know, particularly here, but also overseas mm. as well. It's also, it's just a, a product of what we've what we're, um, been doing and listening to and the lives we've been leading sort of but you know I mean what, what's interesting about releasing music now is of course it's a very different uh, world in terms of music distribution um, and uh, you know thinking about um, digital delivery and so on but um, I mean I hesitate to think um, if 
you would be going through the motion, uh, not through the motion, but going through this process that you're going through now without technology, without the internet, because it's 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 that sort of um, uh, ability to reappraise, republish, you know, and and reconnect. And, and reconnect and with fans old and new. Um, do you kind of pay pay a lot of attention to that, that kind of digital online world now? Um, I'm starting to more and more. It, it, it's just definitely been beneficial to us. It's it's brought people to the band that can that can help us that that are a, a sort of an audience for what we're doing. Um, it's it, the technological side of it is still a bit beyond me. Um, the idea of um, digital downloads is still a bit beyond me. I still like to buy something physical. Mm. Um, but it's made it much easier for the band to connect to people worldwide. It's not for like the old days of typing a letter and posting it and hoping something comes back sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, although we are seeing the kind of uh, the reemergence of cassette culture very, you know, well, it's loud and proud. Cassette culture should always exist. The cassette is the... I think it's the best recording medium ever ever designed. It's fantastic. It's durable. It's hardy, isn't it? It is. We've, <laughs> we've been mastering material off cassettes um, in the last week or so, and the cassettes are 30 years old, and they still sound fantastic. Yeah. It's great. Well, let's talk about that, because um, M Squared is, um, uh, as I say, you've already done the vinyl on, d- on demand box set, which was largely unreleased material. Zero, yes. Um, but now uh, going for, uh, as they say in Scotland, I don't know if they have the phrase here, the full boona, um, <laughs> which is basically the all singing, all dancing. It's a four, four CD box set yes. of uh, essentially the best of, in, in terms of uh, creative best of, uh, M Squared. Um, tell us a little bit about that release. Well, that's um, it's called Terrace Industry, and it'll be out on uh, Ascension Records in mid-January. Um, it's a four-CD set with... Um, as, as you said, the best of the material from the Systematics, Dead Trial Past, uh, Scattered Order, Solipsic, Pell Mill, Wild West. It's um, 81 tracks of pure fun. 81 tracks. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> and um, it comes with complimentary beer coasters. <laughs> Fantastic. That's what you need. Yeah. We can't afford to buy everybody a drink, but we can give them a coaster. You can at least give them a coaster. Well, <laughs> look, um, if you are at all interested and intrigued about um, where a lot of the bands you might be listening to now, a lot of the bands we play on FBI, and where Sydney Music uh, might have got it, um, might have got some of its inspiration from, then I certainly recommend you check out um, this box set released mid-January to give you a wonderful snapshot of Sydney um, back then. But um, it is by no means just about what happened back then, because you guys um, are playing this Saturday night. Yes, we uh, are. At the Abercrombie with yes, the hotel. Yes, joined by uh, you gentlemen. Two DJ. very handsome fellows yes, DJing yes, on the night. Yes, um, I'm looking forward to that and um, make it to the dead trial fast and a slow rip. A wonderful slow rip. They're yeah. fantastic. They're, yeah. they're sort of one of my favourite bands of the year, I think. I've been listening to their CD a lot. And we've also got uh, Anna John uh, from yeah. uh, from Knitted Abyss and um, uh, Brooke Olsen from yeah. Sunday Night the Movies on FBI and DJ Support. But not your only gig as well because um, you are going to be doing a little bit of a special thing Yes. Uh, for Sydney Festival. Well, not for Sydney Festival, rather, as a, as a fringe, fringe sideshow. Fringe, fringe sideshow. Off the, off the side, down an alley, <laughs> around the corner. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about that one. Well, well, um, it's going to be a show for the release of the uh, box set and will be um, the Scattered Order, Makers of the Dead Trial Fast, Wild West, uh, No Night Sweats, Via Veneto, The Loop Orchestra, 
So uh, everybody that we can sort of um, dig up. Scrape off the string. <laughs> yeah, 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 sort of um, and some talk of those, them into it. And some of those bands literally haven't played together for 25 years. Yes, they yeah. sort of... Um, they're just <laughs> enjoying that experience as we speak. Panicking. <laughs> yes. Well, look, um, give us a couple of uh, website addresses. And well, it's um, uh, for the M Squared Records, it's just www.msquaredrecords.com and Scattered Orders, just www.scatteredorder.com. Easy as. Easy. Um, thanks very much, Mitch, for coming well, in. It's well, been a pleasure you. to talk to you. Um, good luck with the gig on Saturday, and uh, good luck with the with the next release. And we're actually going to take something else from uh, this forthcoming release, another exclusive, here on New in Australia. It's called "Ruined by Me." Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks, Mitch. this color or color is odor I, I knew that the boys smoked pot and they, they equally knew that I disapproved I was free above the planet F so it was rotating majestically below me New Year in Australia <laughs>